Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys go over affordable housing, what it is, how it works, and they cover some programs that, when coupled with affordable housing, makes it possible for anyone to buy a home. All while enjoying Smoke Wagon Small Batch Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. As always, I am Charlie Sardelli, and I'm here with... Jameson Amaros. Oscar Barra. And we are three Colorado-based realtors that try and talk about the real estate market while enjoying some fine bourbon, all to bring you, the consumer, quality information. And remember, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective, and you can uh, catch us on our email at resotr at themilehighperspective.com. And Jameson, you Phone can call number. us at... Yep, you guys want to call us, text us, shoot us a voicemail, 303-578-0263. Awesome, awesome, possum. And hey guys, check it out. I'm back. <laughs> he came out of his barrel. He came out of you guys barrel. watched that. I had to hit the grindstone, guys. I Again, as much as I would love to say that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a podcaster, uh, real estate comes first. I had... I was a firefighter the last two weeks. I was putting out <laughs> fires left and right. It got a little hairy, but got through it. Well, happy to have you back, my Thank man. Thank you. Happy to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad As to always. be back. As always. Well, it's been a long two weeks without the it uh, smoker's cap and the, yeah. and the shades, bro. <laughs> and the shades, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I was missed. 100%. Well, guys, on today's episode, we want to break down a topic that honestly covers the entire nation. Yep. Not only Colorado, but we want to go over affordable housing. And in that- Oh, I gonna, thought you were going to talk about the Nuggets. Oh, oh, shit. That's another reason right. I was done. Right. Obviously, right. you know, I'm a diehard fan and I have season tickets and my Nuggets. Let's go Nuggets, baby. Oh, they, they pulled it off. I, was, I went right. to every freaking game and I was a sobbing kid. It's <laughs> emotional, awesome. man. I'm nine years in, but 47 in the making. You yep. Know? Yep. It's incredible. it's incredible. Yeah, I guess we can talk about affordable housing, too. Yeah. yeah. And <clears> It's not as exciting, but, but all right. You know, it, hey, I mean, what do you see happens after the major sports teams of a, of a city start winning Boom. right people are going to come in and mm-hmm. over the last two years we've had four four of our sports teams win a championship uh, three so we've had Abs, consecutive years Nugs, three right no, Ma- no. uh did the mammoth mammoth won last year didn't they something like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, i mean my poor rockies man they're garbage mm. no nobody can pitch up here that's why <laughs> that's yeah, no, no, yeah. you can't pitch nobody and, can and pitch like no a, pitchers want to come here a thin air yep. wiffle ball i saw one of those i saw one of those a meme where uh, there's a family guy meme where it's like why are you guys always so mean to me? And it's the Colorado Rockies yeah. talking to the other major sports teams. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I have. It's, it, it's organization. It, yeah. I mean, we've had talent. We've had mm-hmm. talent. We've yeah, had we give pit- it away. We've had pitching. We've had uh, defensive it- talent. We've had batting. But mm-hmm. one, we trade, and we, we don't spend the money. No. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what the salary caps are that we have and what the Yankees have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> 100%. Well, I you think Denver, Denver just got rid of the whole small, small market orga- uh, argument. Yeah. Because that's what the Rockies are. Like, well, we're a small market. Denver's a small market. Look what mm-hmm. we just did. Yeah. Look at the Nuggets. We just did. beat the Lakers. We swept we beat the Lakers. Phoenix. Swept the Lakers. Gentlemen swept Miami. Well, we didn't beat the Celtics, but we beat them too. We the would fight. have beat the Celtics. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing is, so <laughs> as long as there's, and again, sorry, Rockies organization. I'm not trying to start a movement. Maybe I am. As long as there's seats, in, there's butts in those seats. They have nothing to gripe. The organization's making the money that they need to. Mm-hmm. They, we did have one game that was the lowest in attendance of all time. We need to do more of that. We need, to, we, we need 
it's fun. I get it. I love day games. You, you mm-hmm. invite, if I'm not busy, you invite me to a Rockies day game, you don't even have to finish a sentence. I'm there. I fucking love Rocky day games. They're just, they're great. Well, it's America's you have to sit on a certain side of the stadium, True. especially during the summer. For yeah, man, but you know, you grab a beer, you grab a hot dog, <laughs> you, could, you could bring in snacks. I mean, yeah. it's a great time. Very true. But we need to get excited about it. We had, you know, we won the pennant mm-hmm. once or whatever the division. Um, that was a great season, but you know, the Blake Street Bombers, we had a good team at one point, but we just we don't pay for the people, no. you know. Yeah. I named my son Nolan because of stupid Arenaro, not because of him personally, but I played baseball my whole life. Mm-hmm. My whole life I played baseball. And Nolan Ryan, it's a baseball name, right? Yep. And my wife, we had a bunch of names in the hat and uh, I was at I was at a Rockies game with my father-in-law and and uh, couple of friends of ours and i was sitting there having a beer with my father-in-law and i said you know what arenaro hits a home run i'm naming my kid nolan and he looks and just chuckles sure enough that dude hits a damn home run my drunk buck calls my wife we're naming our son <laughs> nolan that's awesome and that's how my son that's awesome named. well i mean and like we were saying is as as we've seen more people moving in mm-hmm. for things like the sports for things like just the city life and the rockies one thing that that has affected is the ability for Coloradans to afford homes, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's another thing. We're a small, big city, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't. We're not the lake. We're not L.A. We're not yeah. um, New York or any of these Chicago, these big cities. Mm-hmm. But we have a big city problem. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Jameson, what are what are the topics we're covering today? Yeah, so I think we're going to go over kind of what affordable housing means, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to give you guys kind of an overall idea. When we talk about affordable housing, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Whether it's affordable rent, affordable purchases, whether it's different programs, government subsidies, et cetera. So we want to kind of drill down and give you guys a you know definition of what affordable housing is. And then we want to go through and talk a little bit about why we're talking about affordability, because it is a, a, a massive problem right now. And there's some statistics that I want to share with you guys. It's going to kind of be, they're, they're eye-opening for sure, especially in Colorado. Mm. And then we're going to go over a couple of different programs, yep. uh, things like Home Partners of America, um, Elevated Land Trust, uh, the DHA, which is the Denver Housing Administration, uh, and kind of give you guys some practical things that if you are a first-time homebuyer, you know, struggling with a down payment or struggling with the price points, we want to make sure you guys take away practical things that you can either ask us about or ask any agent or lender that you guys are working with uh, to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Again, this podcast of information, and I think along those lines, you know, affordability being the main subject, you know, what, what does down payment assistance look mm-hmm. like too? Because yep. a lot of these down payment or affordable housing programs do have income restrictions. Correct. But the thing is that inflation in, in the market, uh, uh, what, what the job market and the pay is, hasn't caught up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, they've gone up. It used to be that you needed like 40K. It's gone up to a lot. Yeah. So that's not a problem. And just know that there's options. You don't need to know this. Your agent does. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, I think we should touch on down payment assistance because mm-hmm. that's part of it. And also a big one that no one talks about, 55 and over communities. Mm-hmm. They're substantially yeah. cheaper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Senior exempt taxes. You know, and, and that's not a program. That just is what it is. Yeah, 100%. Well, as we as we go in and, and honestly touch on a topic that, like I said earlier, is across the nation, it's something that we're seeing is affordable housing needs to be backed more and there needs to be more knowledge just across the board, realtors, consumers, whatever it is. Um, but luckily, in order to assist us with this conversation today, we had to do it. We got to bring it back. We, we've been on a small batch. It's kick. a favorite of ours. You know, it just is. But we've been on and a small batch. And we've never talked kick. about that. No, well, no. We, we no. just all like it. Yeah, collectively, yeah, we liked it. 100%. But I mean, I think this is, this is a good way to round out 
the the small this, batch tour the small batch have. tour yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah especially from where what we've been yes. having yep. this is how absent now. i've been what did you guys drink while i was gone so we had last week was last week was michter's small, small batch, batch sour match, which was yeah, sour match. Mm-hmm. fantastic thanks guys i yep. like that one yep <laughs> yep and then uh, you couldn't drink that. like jack daniels or jim beam while i was gone <laughs> <laughs> well before Jerks. that it was long wild range. turkey long, long range. range oh wild turkey has a good one and too. it was it was honestly in the because the week before we had a small batch and it just fairly like we accidentally went bad to like <laughs> yeah, we're, bad we're, to we're on ascending yeah ascending yeah. Trip, you know which, by the way there was a comment on one of the youtube videos uh-huh. that asked and was just flabbergasted that you have never seen rain of fire you're right <laughs> and you're right. i bet you still haven't watched it i yes unbelievable i, I, I said i was gonna watch it last unbelievable. week man. just like oscar what, said like, which one so <laughs> wild turkey long branch just to catch oscar real quick uh is a like the i don't know high class version of wild turkey but right. it's developed by matthew mcconaughey for some reason <laughs> like he was like the social because, master yeah because, because he is because that's just what it was shit. and we were talking about it and i told charlie i was like dude you got to understand like we we talk about you know drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. And I go, the one thing, the most underrated Mike Matthew McConaughey movie that I think it is in existence is rain of fire. And it's him and Christian Bale <laughs> in like Europe in like 2220, but dragons have taken over. <laughs> and yeah. it is, I'm going to admit, I've, I've never seen it's it. Either. So good. But, but, it's but so good. I know the movie and I, because I obviously I read, um, Green light, his uh, yeah, 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 his memoir yeah. or whatever, and he talks about his hair loss in the time. Yes, he he was bald, shaved his head for that movie. Yes, yeah. and rocked it the whole time. Dude, it was it was he it's struggled amazing. Amazing. Yeah, he rocked right. it. So yes. there's there's a lot with that movie. If if I don't watch it this week, between this week and next week, I don't get to drink next week. Correct. Right? Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Agreed. Hold me to it. And you, it's, already, it's on Prime Video, so you already know. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got to watch um, it too. I, but exactly. I know the movie. Okay. I've never seen it, Okay. Well, Jameson, tell us, tell us a little bit about this. And with Wild Turkey, wagon. before we get off the subject, Wild Turkey is very underrated. I mean, mm-hmm. They think, you know, Wild Turkey, it's, you know, brown bagging. It's we good. Know, we know brown bagging. Yeah, it's good. It's Their better than brown bagging. stuff is... Yeah. You know, that's no, good. It they was, have some really good high end stuff. It was very, um, the Long Branch was very one dimensional. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just their, yeah. their, uh, what is it called? It's, it's wild turkey, but it comes in this little case I've given out for closing costs. That stuff is delicious, man. Yeah. Might their higher end stuff to, is really good. We might have to bring that on to redeem the Long Branch. Agreed. <laughs> they, their, 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 their higher end stuff is, is a good, good but drinker. I will say, Honestly, the reason we keep bringing Smoke Wagon back is because it's fucking great. Yeah, because well, it smokes every it, other whiskey that we've had. Yeah, it, it just it keeps on fighting. It keeps yeah. swinging with everything that we've got. Yeah. So I, this one is the single barrel. Okay. Right, and it's a bourbon. So all of the all of the Smoke Wagons are high rye mash pills. Okay, mm-hmm. which means more rye than corn. And I think so. Number one, when we say when we say single barrel, small batch, single small barrel, batch, small batch. Um, every small batch is going to be different. Because they, the way that, that Smoke Wagon works is they mix their older and their younger barrels mm-hmm. to get these small batch uh, mixtures, right? So, and they're never going to be the same every single time. The reason they do that is because rye ages faster than corn. So what happens is the younger vintages tend to have a, a much higher rye spice than the older vintages, where the older vintages, if you guys go back a couple episodes have more of a creamy mouthfeel hey, uh, because it's smoother and it's the corn that's starting <laughs> that's to age back, guys. <laughs> after, it, uh, after it sits in a charred oak barrel uh, for a minimum of eight years. Right? Yeah. So what they've done with these small batches is they go, we, we like the high rye, but we want the complexity of something that's older. So they mix the young vintages 
with the older vintages, and then that is what this creates. And and I don't know if it's just the process that they do. I know, or dude. just the barrels that they yeah. pick, and they're getting lucky. But man, listen, if we make it big, consistent. if we make it big, and we can go out to Vegas to oh, their yeah. to their distillery, I would love to. Yeah, buy a damn barrel. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. I would love <laughs> to. You know, it, it is good, and and obviously I've been busy and doing all this. I haven't. I've been drinking, but not just bourbon. Yeah, I haven't had time to just relax and have bourbon, man. I'm not gonna, I took a sip. And oh, dude, it's, it's, yeah. it's even sweet. Yeah. Mm. So this it's thing really has good. won the gold medal spirits award in San Francisco 2016, 2017, 2019, and 2021. It's just consistently yeah. good. Yep. Price wise, you're under 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Price so, point, which incredible. Yeah. I mean, I would I would love to say you can't beat it. There is some good bourbon at a good price out there. Larceny being one of them. Yeah. You know. But you know what? I'll pay to have it. But with their price down, it's fucking great. For you know, what it and, is. and it's hundred proof, so fifty well, percent. Yeah, 50, it's yep. It's a great bourbon. It just and is. well, in all honesty, it, what's really cool mm. to Smoke Wagon for me is that even you know on the on the nose right away, this I think deters the sorry guys, but the layman's bourbon drinker. Sure, you know, in a lot of people, they smell and they go, "Ooh, yeah, exactly." They're gonna like, smell whoa. it, and I'm pretty sure in the description it said for this one that. Dried yeah. apricots and heat. What? Yeah, but heat. Yes. But then the heat dissipates towards the Correct. end. Correct. Yeah. So if you're a if you're a newer bourbon drinker or whiskey drinker, and somebody pours this out for you and you just go off the nose, mm. I think 100 percent people are going to go. Oh, I don't know if I could do yeah. this. It's a little. It's a little too. But if you want to, if you want to impress some friends at a poker night mm. with some good bourbon, drink anything. Smoke just wagon. the name, smoke yeah. wagon. 100. Yep. percent That's cowboy. Yep. yep. So yep. you'll, you'll impress them just by the bottle. Yep. And then when they drink the juice, they'll be like, dang, this guy knows what he's, or girl knows what they're doing. Yep. As far as the, as far as the nose, I will say that it is very, very burn forward. Which it should. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a 50%. It's a high proof. High proof. It is, it is burn forward, but it's delicious. And it's still going to be a high rye because that's what they make their, their yeah. the high rye mash bill. So you're going to get that, that rye spice. Mm-hmm. But you and, can and also I, smell I, some of the sweetness coming yes. in as it settles. When I'm wanting something... I don't want super complex. But, yeah, you know, I want something that I'm gonna sip on, and enjoy. I want, mm-hmm. I want something there, and that this has it. it has yeah, that spice. I've has that every person that I've introduced to Smoke Wagon has said it's one of their favorites. Yeah, every 100%. single person. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody say anything nope. bad about yeah, it. Yeah, I've person. never tried their vodka because they do vodkas. They too. do. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've never tried, tried it. Interesting. I'm not really a vodka drinker. Yeah, neither yeah. am I. It's like I was talking to some people about the podcast, and they were like, "Well." Do you do anything besides bourbon? I was like, we can. Yeah, oh but yeah. We're, we we like bourbon. Let us know if you want us. But but what what do, we, what, what do we do? I mean, vodka on paternity tastes, shots. What vodka tastes like vodka to me? It, yeah, it I does mean, take it. There 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 is there is that kind of cringe you get with like McCormick, <laughs> and then you get Kettle One. You're like, okay, I, I can yeah. tell yeah. the difference, but flavor wise, mm-hmm. it tastes like rubbing alcohol. Especially I also feel well, like we have to be like three piece suits or if you chill jackets. Yeah, martinis. No, we got to do some dirty martinis or something. You know, that's the way we go, but. I was gonna say, as far as as I'm, far as the the sips go, you know, the first the first sip. I'm second. going with cranberry vodkas if we do vodka. I'm just saying. It's... Not, although it is hot, it's not as heat forward as I would think it would be. Um, it melts. Yes, it melts. Mm-hmm. And and this is to me, it legit melts. has flavor. Well, it I was gonna melts. say this is yes. the definition of complexity. Yes, because it it comes in waves. And like Jameson says, as it melts, it gives way to different Dude, I get flavors. the I get the caramel. I get mm-hmm. I get the, the dried fruit. Let me oh. let me kind of mm. clarify when when at least when I say complexity, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's flavor. Yep, it it's is flavor. Yeah. You know, you, you bite into let's say a hot dog. Yeah, 
Uh, uh, dog, you know, ketchup, mustard, everything that goes on it. Mm-hmm. If you're a Chicago dog, you got, you know, you have, you, the jalapenos and the sauerkraut, whatever that goes in. That's kind of what I, when I say complexity, I'm, I'm ha- there's flavor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's flavor. Yeah. And it, it goes in, in waves and it just keeps going. Because there's some bourbon where it's like, oh, it's good. It's not, you have some, some flavor. It's not going to burn. It's easy to drink. I enjoy it. Yeah. And then the complexity is like, there's some flavor there. Mm-hmm. You're not just getting burned out and getting drunk. Yep. You know what? I, yeah. I think that's a good point, right? Like mm-hmm. I look at this and if I'm just sipping it, right? Neat, whatever. If I'm sipping like a Jack Daniels, like it's the same hmm. sip every single time. Yeah. First you know of all, you will never catch me sipping <laughs> Jack Daniels. I'm going <laughs> to shoot that bitch and put it Dude, in Coke. Dude, if we're out camping, <laughs> ginger. you know what I mean? With a couple, whatever. But my point oh, yeah. is I can sip this and every sip, it's not that it's different, but I will pick out a different part of yeah. the flavor 100%. profile. Every single time I take a second. And to give them the credit for the definition and the description that they gave, that burn dissipates. Yeah. yeah. They're spot on. They know, yeah. their, they know their product. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and guys, you know, I, I take the last comment back um, in defense of Jack Daniels. They do have some good products. Gentleman's Jack, I could sip. Yeah. Single barrel, I could sip. The Air Church. Sinatra? Yeah. Sinatra's Sinatra good. is a whole nother level. I got They are up there with, man, Sinatra, Jack Daniels Sinatra is. I got two unopened bottles. Of Sinatra? Uh-huh. You know those are $200 bottles you got mm-hmm. unopened there. Oh, 100%. They are delicious, <laughs> yeah, too. Maybe They're, on episode 50. And they discontinued it. Yeah, oh, maybe episode yeah. 50. If, if you could get your hands yeah. on it, yeah. it's definitely not Jack Daniels. Yeah. I wouldn't even, if you gave me a blind test and, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't know and you put it in front of me, yep. I would never. No, it's like, uh, it's like Porsche owning VW or VW owning Porsche. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. here's a Jetta, and then you have a Cayenne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same manufacturer. Very, very different. Yes. 100%. 100%. Don't be knocking Porsche, man. But overall, no, I'm saying it's good. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Or, 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 or when Daimler Chrysler owned Mercedes, yes, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, we got Jeeps, we got trucks, we got Benz. Yep. Well, yeah. and overall, I think that Ford, um, Rover, I keep as, as this opens a little bit more, that complexity is going to shine through. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I'm just glad that we got, we got a good sipper, um, a, a neat, good, neat sipper. <laughs> on, a, on a small batch and i want to say for being for coming back i appreciate you guys yeah, i appreciate you yeah, brother. i don't know who, who, who got this but I appreciate you guys all J-Mo. And and I appreciate all you guys for his last this. bottle i was like oh, i gotta i gotta grab and, this and, and i and, and i i appreciate you guys and yeah. being back i'll be completely 100 transparent i bought it and then i was like i need to buy another cheaper bottle for me <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i will be drinking this tonight 100 <laughs> so i got some old forester for 24 bucks hey for, old forester is delicious yeah. i really like it yeah, yeah. their prohibition mm, mm-hmm. is it's 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 uh it's sweet. Yeah. It's a sweet sipper. I okay. really like it. Mm-mm-mm. Well, as we, as we mm. move into the, the conversation, obviously, as we're talking about affordable housing, we have to describe what affordable housing is mm-hmm. um, because I do think that a lot of the time there's a misnomer on the thought of what affordable housing is, yes. especially when you start thinking of what people think of affordable housing as, right. you know, especially in places like New York, LA, Chicago, these, these larger cities. When you think affordable housing, you're thinking... You're thinking slums. Projects. Yes. Right? Project and slums. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, 100%. that's what it used to be. Yeah. That is what it used mm-hmm. to be. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of that stuff is more in the, in the rental community. Mm-hmm. Um, and with affordable housing, they, they tend to make it a point to put a, a few of these units or ha- homes in better communities. Yes. So obviously, they're not going to go into like Highlands Ranch, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. in Denver itself, uh, I've sold condos that are affordable housing mm-hmm. that the condos in, in there are like four or 500 grand yeah. and this thing's about 250 yeah. yep well 100 yeah. percent. and that's another important distinction too is 
affordable housing brand has, new builds by the way yeah well but that's another point too is affordable housing is not just homes right mm-hmm. affordable housing also includes renting rental properties right and in a state like colorado where we're seeing such an advancement in population but such low inventory and honestly the you know the service workers the the the, the um hospitality workers and and even medical workers they're the ones that are being affected by mm-hmm. this teachers mm-hmm. yeah teachers, middle, exactly. low middle income yep. is what it is. exactly yep. and again we try to figure it out i mean we governments agencies and stuff like that and, and mm-hmm. they obviously they get things wrong all the time uh but then they throw in the mix like adus and stuff like that which yeah. is a whole another podcast i know we were mm-hmm. going to talk about but adus are uh, totally different they're they're you know small tiny homes in, the, yep. in your backyard yeah. basically mm-hmm. so they've opened up zoning for that stuff mm-hmm. This is a whole nother realm. This oh, is yeah. a home. You could, this is and your you house. Could put, you could put the, um, an ADU is auxiliary, auxiliary dwelling unit for mm-hmm. those of you guys who are listening or watching. But you could put that in the fold of trying to find different creative ways to increase inventory mm-hmm. of affordable homes, right? Yep. It's a completely different topic, but the reason that they open up that zoning in, in Denver is to encourage people to then rent it out and allow people to move in that don't have to pay $2,900 a month in rent. Exactly. They can pay $1,500 a month in rent. So it is, awesome. it's a creative way mm-hmm. to do it. But I think the biggest overall, and Charlie, you've done a ton of research on this. One of the biggest problems Denver has had is their zoning has been low density zoning for so long yes. that it has affected the amount of units in general that can mm-hmm. be built. And that's been a, that's been a, and systemic, there's no land in Denver. Right. And that's been a systemic on. problem 100%. forever because and, they wanted to make sure that we weren't going to turn into yep. a Chicago or mm-hmm. a Houston or a Dallas. They yep. wanted it to be like Oscar said at the beginning, mm-hmm. a little big city in order to do that. They voted, Hey, our zoning is not, is only going to allow for, I think it was like 40% or something ridiculous less multifamily dense housing than yeah. a standard city of the same size. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. And an ADU kind of, um, it benefits twofold, right? Right. You have the renter that's going to go rent it or whatever the case may be to save some money. And then it subsidizes the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, because 100%. we need that. Yeah. We need that too. I mean, Absolutely. Just because they own it, then they're hurting too. Yep. So, so it kind of subsidizes. And I have a, um, uh, an insurance agent that, that, um, she's in the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. She always sending me stuff on it. She has a class and everything. And uh, there's people actively trying to push that just because mm-hmm. affordable housing is a big thing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And on that, on that note, so we talked about, you know, what is affordable mm-hmm. housing? Obviously, like we said, it is the, the state, the government stepping in to then try and make homes and rentals more affordable for everybody that is in the state, everybody that's living. Right. So one thing that I want to do is kind of break down the overarching, because, you know, I said affordable mm-hmm. housing around the United States and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The way that they consider and define affordable housing is housing is considered affordable when a household spends no more than 30 percent of their gross monthly income on rent or mortgage. Again, that is gross. So before taxes are taken out. And yes, one area where people have pain points with affordable housing is how can you have such a broad definition when states have different levels of taxes? Well, because it's 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 supposed to be... And that's going to affect it again. Yeah, taxes. it's supposed mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. directionally accurate, right? Yeah. And I think, and, and I was listening to another podcast mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago that they essentially said that we call it rent burdened, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Is essentially, if you're over 30% of your gross income going to rent or mortgage, you're rent yep. burdened. And as a whole, mm-hmm. for the first time since they've been keeping track of the statistic... The United States as a whole, and it yep. varies by market, guys, but as a whole is considered rent burdened. Yes. Because 100%. Oscar alluded to this earlier, wages 
wage increase, even with the pandemic, have not kept up with housing. I think in Colorado specifically, it's like housing has gone up 51%. Wages have gone up 22%. Something, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, There's a gap. with affordable housing, it's based on income, but also the, that ratio. Yes. So it's very specific, mm -hmm. very difficult at times, but it's, it's very much so yep. there. Yep. So just as an example, right? And what we're talking about is, you know, it affordable means they spend no more than 30% of their gross income. So just Which as an example, I understand guys, that, that is very, that's a very hard yes. place to be because we all have car loans, credit cards, mm -hmm. you know, as the average American have, has all these liabilities, which we need some of those to so, live, right? We need well, a car, we need all this stuff. Yeah. And it has to be very specific. And to that point, as an example, so let's say you have somebody who makes $43,000 gross annually. Okay. And that means that they're pulling in somewhere around $3,500 a month. The way that they classify this as 30% of gross is affordable and or uh, rent mm -hmm. um, limited or house poor, a lot of people call it. That would account rent for rent yeah. burden. Yeah. yeah. So if you made $43,000 annually, that means that $1,200 of your monthly income would be going towards your, your home payment, your mortgage or your rent. So if that is the case for you, if 30% of your income goes towards your rent or your mortgage, you are considered in the affordable mm -hmm. household at 30% of the and, income. And it's gone up substantially with, oh, yeah. with the market. I remember mm -hmm. 10 years ago, it was 43%. So just as I an mean, example. I mean, 43,000. I think it was 35 to 40,000 if it was one person. Yep. If you have a household of two, mm -hmm. um, it didn't matter if, um, if the other person, if it, it could have been a child or a spouse, you were bumped up to maybe 60, 55, I think. So 60. Let me, so to that point, let me give you a little stat and number here. So in 2019, the two-person limit here in Colorado and Denver was $25,200, okay? Now in 2023, the last report for that 30% is now 29000 790. And that is saying what exactly? So that is just basically showing how the cost right. between 2019 and 2023 has gone up. But here's the other thing too with Denver that some places aren't seeing is we've had an unprecedented growth in our population over the last 10 years, mm -hmm. right? And so what, what we see with that is because affordable housing is based on AMI, which Oscar alluded to earlier, which is area median income, mm -hmm. the higher your population gets, obviously the more numbers you have going into it. Mm -hmm. And if more of those people that are moving in are making a higher income based on, I mean, we've seen a lot of tech move into Denver here recently. Yep. What's going to happen? That average is going to go up, which mm -hmm. then makes it more, more difficult, difficult yep. for, for that, for the, the average, the teachers, the, the medical the medical professionals that mm -hmm. are working, stuff like that. So that right there is just a great example of just affordable housing. Yes, we use Denver as an example, but that is a good breakdown as to what affordable housing it is and how it's kind of calculated based on the overarching idea. So if I'm doing my math correctly, then just based on what you said, mm -hmm. I believe that the median or the the median income in the United States is right around $44,000 a year. For, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roughly. I think it was like 48 to 50. Maybe 48. Something like Let's that. Let's go 48. Yeah. The math still works out. Mm -hmm. The average rent in the United States right now is about 1600 mm -hmm. So that's over. You're 1200 Yep. The average mortgage in the United States right now is, I think, just over 2000 mm -hmm. So on either of those planes, if you were a median income household, 
whether you rent or you buy currently take away the affordable housing programs, yep. you are going to be at or above that 30% house mm-hmm. payment burdened area. Exactly. Exactly. And those numbers here in Colorado. Right. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. they, you're taking into account mobile, Alabama, yeah. no hate, but like, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? No, like, no yeah. hate, but just, it, you know, lower income areas. Yeah. 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 North and Carolina, 100%. like all those different things. Right. And, so, and, and they've, they've, they, I've seen less and less, and again, we were talking about certain programs here. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to be talking about, you know, research done. Obviously, uh, you're working on one now. Um, stats and, and, and what we have across the United States, Colorado stats. And then I'm going to be speaking from a, I've dealt with a lot of them throughout my years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the there is a lot of, I don't want to say hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. but there's, there's qualifications. Qualifications yeah. and restrictions, right. mm-hmm. which, again, they're affordable, but there's a lot of stuff that we have to address Correct. when going into them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. it's case by case, and mm-hmm. you're still going to be set on payment, so mm-hmm. that's good. Yep. You're going to roof over your head, and it's yours. Well, and I think a lot of the time that you know you hear about affordable housing, and, and you know, like I said earlier, it goes either way. People say it's a good thing. People say it's a bad thing. That uh, I think it's a great thing, just certain ones are a little bit more... Yeah. yeah, but well, and that's and that's what I was going to say is, is, is again, a lot of the stuff that we talk about with the real estate market is based on government intervention. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when people say like, when people think of affordable housing, they're again thinking of subsidizing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do this so other people can benefit here. Right. But in all reality, states are allotted certain amounts of money and, and budgets to account for these things because at the end of the day, states' economies cannot... Right. stay running without people living there and working. Yeah. Right. And and a little bit of a side note, uh, Denver in general has put a lot of restrictions on investors. Mm-hmm. Oh, rents, 100%. You know, from, mm-hmm. from having to inspect yeah. and make sure everything's there to what you can charge. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. going to affect the market. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that that's the, the trick, the tricky part with affordable housing is... For and we talked about this, I think, two episodes ago. is tickling, so the, at this point, can we, can we put like the main <laughs> camera on him? Because I'm gonna have to go blow my nose. The um, the the money's got to come from somewhere because yep. when you build housing, mm-hmm. it is by and large driven by investors. Yep. And therefore, and the reason we do that is because it entices people to spend money on housing mm-hmm. because they make money back, right? Yep. When you look at affordable housing your ROI, return on investment, is going to be lower. Yes. Okay? So mm-hmm. if that's the case, and I'm an investor, and I am looking to build multifamily units, I am going to build something that is going to have the greatest return on my investment. When it comes to housing, the more opulent the building is, the bigger your return is going to be because the material yes. price is about the same, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the trick is, well, do you want the government to subsidize it? And if so, what are you as an individual or a citizen willing to give up to make that happen? If you don't want the government to do anything, now you are enticing investors to continue to build higher-end townhomes, condos, houses, et cetera, which is going to raise your... It's going to put things in turmoil. You know there's a balance. Right. Yeah. So, when, so when you talk about like, okay, that's that's the problem, right? So yep. here's, here's a couple of potential solutions. Number one, low-income housing tax credits. We talked yep. about it before. Mm-hmm. The government needs to subsidize and give incentives for investors and developers to build low-income housing or yep. median-income housing or mm-hmm. what they're doing in Denver now, mixed-income housing. Residential. Yes. Right. Or you got to get someone crazy like me. I always, always kid around. Right. My background, but um, that if I ever won the lottery, I'd probably do something. Two things. One, I'd buy a ton of mineral rights. Oh, yeah. And, and then dig up everybody's <laughs> oh, yeah. backyard in, in Highlands Ranch yep. just because I can. Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. There will be blood. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just so drill I, under and then bend yeah, down. Yeah, just, just because I and can. Then, right? Beat I, a priest I, over the head with a bowling ball pin. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd Elon Musk it big time, you know. And I'd reverse gentrify an, an area, you know, buy some mm-hmm. land that that's zoned for it, like in Highlands Ranch or some yeah. affluent community, and put a bunch of low-income housing. Yeah. Not that low-income housing, you know, affects it's all good people, but I used to joke around and be like, I'm going to go to University Hills. There's a bunch of mansions down yeah. there, right? Yeah. Buy a plot of land and put a big 20 unit, yeah. 50 unit and 100%. charge $200 a month. Let's go. Well, well and the beauty of this, he just, gentrified. He that's just, not going to happen, right? That's, that's fictitious. That's funny. Well, so yes and no. Because the government subsidizes so it, something like that can happen. But the other option is you do get private equity firms that mm-hmm. come in and say, hey, from a altruistic standpoint, we want to bring, because I mean, here's the thing, right? I, I, this is a soapbox, so I apologize. But when you talk, I hate, like I, I actually really fucking hate the term low income housing. Yeah. Me too. Right. Yeah, me too. Because Absolutely. it, the, the connotation is so negative mm-hmm. and I have 100%. been, puts those people in a box. House right. poor, all those yep. terms. Right. But this I have been good. to some places that would be considered low income housing areas or whatever it is. Right. And the one thing that I always walk away with is from a cultural standpoint. Yeah, and damn good food. You know what I'm saying? Well, just in general, right? Yeah. From a cultural and from mm-hmm. a, hey, how do I contribute? Like most people mm-hmm. are good people Yes. that maybe just are disadvantaged based on a, a, a multitude of factors, Life right? Life happens. And yeah. you could do you could do a whole, my oh, God, yeah. documentary. There's plenty 100%. of good ones about how zoning has essentially just congregated, mm-hmm. you know, lower income populations yeah. into one area and then mm-hmm. that perpetuates a bunch of different things and, and right? they try to rectify that stuff back in the day you know with redlining and yeah but it's, it's and tough stuff man like that. it's it, tough it, it, right it's, it's life it's is tough. gonna happen well people, and especially people, people human beings were a creature of habit yeah and we we can mask whatever we're trying yeah. to do but it's gonna happen regardless 100 yeah. percent. so that's why something like a private equity firm come in and say hey we're gonna go ahead and do this and yes we may take a hit on the return on investment initially. Mm-hmm. But if that turns into a thriving area, like there's long-term benefits and effects from a city yes. standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from you know uh, just a, a community standpoint, et cetera, mm-hmm. that you'll see, you just won't see it for a long time. Yep. The other piece of this, and this is why affordable housing is, is, is so tough, mm-hmm. is most of the time, like think about it, right? We talk about investors. Investors are gonna snap up cheap homes. So if mm-hmm. I start to build, and you know, Oscar, we talked about this a little bit earlier. If I start to build low-income housing, right, and maybe I put income limits on it, sometimes that's not enough because you can get an investor that goes, "Oh yeah, I'm going to hide my income. I only make sixty thousand dollars a year." Yep. They buy something that is meant for low to medium income clients. They purchase it, they fix it up, they sell it, right? Mm-hmm. So now what you have to do is you got to put a cap on how much you can actually yep. appreciate and value for those homes. Well, mm-hmm. and, and again, to touch on that point, low-income housing is not, oh, you, you, you. No, it's to level the playing field. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. Know, because not teachers are a great example. Yep. They, man, my Backbone kids, of our community. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, they're not compensated. Mm-hmm. They're educated. Same in the backbone. They're highly like educated. The literal <laughs> foundation of yeah. our country. Highly mm-hmm. educated individuals. A lot of them have their master's degree. They're very low, low compensation on their yeah. on their end. Um, my my wife, she's a she's a therapist for autistic children. Mm-hmm. That realm does not get paid high. No, it's high yeah. reward, right? They're helping. They're high a personal great cause. reward. Yeah, high personal reward. Right. but compensation is very low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's leveling the playing field for those 
career choices mm-hmm. that people get. Well, and I think the thing that, that a lot of people forget about affordable housing, and, and again, is that a lot of it comes from, like we said, government government help, government mm-hmm. government assistance in these programs. Because we're a capitalistic society, yes. that's the mm-hmm. only way it can happen. Exactly. Yes. But, because no one's going to say, you know what, uh, you need to not, you know, you, you put in all the risk, you need to put a cap on your rent. Jameson's going to flip me off and be like, I do what I want. Yep. You heard 100%. what I said, I do what I want. 100%. So the government has to intervene. Yep. That's the only way and, it can happen. And the reason that I bring it up like that is because, unfortunately, we all know that government, again, checks and balances, systems, like, it's not something where you can have a meeting and then it's then affected. These things take time, right? And Jameson, as you said earlier, we're Denver, Colorado in general is how far behind on building? Oh, my God. Well, just homes alone, we're almost 150,000 homes short. Okay. So just as an example for our listeners and our viewers... This the, year alone. The statistic for affordable housing is even well, worse. But, well, but this, is, what, is. this is the point that I'm making, yeah, right? You just said we're down over 100,000 right. units, yes. right? So the number that kind of blew my mind is as of right now, between April, March, April, May, Colorado has donated over $17 million to affordable housing. And you think, oh, wow, well, cool. That, that, that's doable. And that's how a good many homes money, does right? that create? 370 additional units. 17 million plus dollars equates to 370 right. additional and, and, units. In real estate, we like to put terms in, in, in a timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, days of inventory. Mm-hmm. Back yep. in the day, we had six months, nine months. That's a lot of units. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, we had about 30,000 properties on yep. the market. Mm-hmm. It was a buyer's market. I was like 2007, I think we, Denver averaged like 30 to 35,000. So now yeah. we have... Maybe 1,500. 1,500 would equate to weeks on, yep. on, on, on market. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we're talking about builders. You said 150,000 units. Mm-hmm. That's what, a few years. Yep. I'll say they're only, I mean, I think I want to say per year, they're only completing. Yeah, but 10, how many, uh, 10, how many years behind are we? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. You know, we were no, three years triple, at one point, three, three four years their, behind. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's a be- that's and we talked we touched on this the last episode you were on with labor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have to triple their production. Yep. Well, in order to triple production, you need laborers. Mm-hmm. And then you put on the interest rate hike and all that other right. crap into it. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. takes a big that takes a big hit. Yeah. Exactly. On bottom line yeah. budgets and all mm-hmm. that. So there's a lot going on. So to put it to put it in perspective. To really back to yeah, to put in perspective for you guys, one of the one of the things I wanted to bring up and why we talk about, you know, affordable housing, why we, A, we need it. Mm-hmm. And we got to figure out, you know, how to get it. We got to figure out creative ways to get people into homes that maybe not necessarily afford it. So if you take the median income of a, of a household, it's $75,000 a year, yep. okay? Right now, nationwide, $75,000 a year can only afford, of all the listings on the market, 21%. Mm-hmm. That number should be closer to fifty-one percent. Seventy-five thousand is not a bad income. It's not. And that's what blows. But in my order, mind. To, well, in order to not be mm-hmm. house poor, mm-hmm. that means that your purchase price is about two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Which, and just as an example, in the in in Denver right now in twenty twenty-three, okay, mm-hmm. if you're in a two-person limit right now, so you and a partner, we're not we're not talking about families. This is just somebody who doesn't have kids. Honestly people who are in the best position mm-hmm. to qualify for affordable housing in Colorado 80% is the is the number mm-hmm. okay right now at 80% in 2023 a, a two person couple would have to make $79,000 a year right. in order to qualify combined yeah, yeah. $79,000 if you would tell me 
somebody's making $79,000 a year and they're qualifying for affordable housing, I, I would be like, what are you talking about? Right. That's, that's good living. Right. right? And, that's, and, that, and so to piggyback off mm-hmm. of that point, right? So what we just said at the balance market, if you're making that, yep. you should be able to afford not affordable housing, just housing average. in general. Yep. Average. You should be able to afford about 51% of the listings on any given MLS in any market yep. across the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, that's $256,000, which is ridiculous. That means it's only 23% of homes <laughs> in the United States are at or under $260,000. That's point number one. Point number two, <laughs> Let's take it up and say, hey, I make $250,000 combined. Mm-hmm. In a normal market, that means that if you have a household that's making a quarter of a million dollars a year, they should be able to afford 93% of all listings throughout NAMLS. Currently, mm-hmm. that income gets you to 82% of that's all listings. Wild. Right? Wild. So wild. what is the statistic to fix it and what needs to happen? What needs to happen is if you take the median new home at $680,000 for, and that's upper income, yep. right? Mm-hmm. For every one house over 680, we need to see two under 260 to start to balance that out. So and you got to understand 260 gets well, you two bedroom, one bath condo. If, if that, if that, if that, where you're at. Well, because we got to take in consideration HOAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, there's everything. Yeah. Bonkers. Homeowner, now there. we talk about homeowners right. insurance going up, you know, like all these different things, right. but again, taxes going up. We yeah. talked about Gallagher. Mm-hmm. That's right. all going to affect so, it. So now that's the doom and gloom. Yep. I think. Yep. So that's I, what it is. That's, that's where, that's, that's where, where we're, we're at. That's yeah. where we're at. So that's I want a reason I'll, for this. Yep. So I want to, I want to kick it over to Oscar because I also want to give you guys and make sure you guys have some tactical things yep. or knowledge that you can use to kind of combat this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think Oscar wanted to touch on down payment assistance, which I think is a massively underused tool. Yes. Um, from a knowledge standpoint from clients and just like people just don't quite understand what it actually means. So I want Oscar to kind of touch on how do we use that? Right. What are some of the things that they can do? to utilize it so they can maybe get something at 260, 300,000, 350,000 in Colorado without having to come out of pocket with a ton of money. So down payment assistance will help out with affordable housing big time. I mm-hmm. mean, if you could get affordable housing and down payment assistance, you could literally come into a house for $500, mm-hmm. right? So the, the way that afford, um, down payment assistance works is there's different agencies. Some, some are grants, some, some are loans, and sometimes it, no interest bearing They'll forgive it if you're in the property mm-hmm. for five years or what, whatever the case may be. But they'll pay for your down payment and some of your closing costs. Yep. So that saves you a lot of money mm-hmm. out of pocket because, again, we're trying to combat, one, inflation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you don't have a lot of spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, affordable housing or um, down payment assistance will come in and help you out with a lot of out-of-pocket out of costs. Yep. When you're doing a real estate transaction – you're going to pay for an inspection that's anywhere from 350 up to $800. Depending. I've seen it go up to 13. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it gets crazy. There, there's a lot of out there. Your appraisal, a lot of companies are making the consumer pay for the appraisal and your credit report. So there's some costs involved. Obviously, if you're, you're going into a real estate transaction, you know, you're going to have some money because you're, you're going to spend some money. Mm-hmm. But those are preliminary costs. And then you got to pay your lender. That's where you're most of your closing costs. As a real estate agent, we love to say that you don't pay us out of pocket on the, on the buyer side, but... It's a double-edged sword because yeah. you are bringing the money to the table. So mm-hmm. in, in essence, you are paying something. But no, you don't pay us nothing out of pocket. Most of your co- closing costs are going to be your lending costs. And they're going to be any miscellaneous costs throughout the transaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, down payment assistance covers your down payment. Uh, I've seen them go up to 6%. If you go on FHA, down payment is 3.5%. 
then that allots the rest of it to go to your closing costs. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot because you're going to have some moving expenses. So down payment assistance coupled with affordable housing, if they allow it, you could go and buy a house for $500. Well, and, and that's just a great lead in because at the end, at the end of the day, there are these programs. There are things that are out there that are made to not only assist people with regular home buying, like down payment assistance, but you have companies and, and, and grants funds that are out there specifically to help people with affordable housing. And mm-hmm. I think we wanted to cover two of them today, right? Yeah. So the one I wanted to cover, which I think is probably, it's, it's a longer game, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have, and this is why you partner with a professional that knows what they're talking about. Um, so there's something called Home Partners of America. Now, the funny part is we've ragged on like Zillow. Right? Yeah. Not to be confused with Home Benefits. No. Home program. Partners of America. Uh, we've ragged on Zillow before. One of their biggest investors is BlackRock. Yeah. Everybody thinks BlackRock yeah. is this like, you know, death star of evil estate, entity. Whatever. However, <laughs> Home Partners of America is run by BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's, yeah, right. But this is what the program does. And this is why I think it can be very powerful. So I've, I mentioned the, the median income, $75,000, right? You would think for the most part, a lot of people in that range of income are first time home buyers, right? Yep. Maybe they work. I mean, hell, dude, I used to bartend. You used to bartend too, right? Mm-hmm. You can make sixty grand. Oh, yeah. I was making right? sixty. Or maybe easy. you make forty-five thousand. Well, I've met bartenders that make ninety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you're in that kind of service industry, mm-hmm. maybe um, vocational, uh, just getting started. Maybe you're in school and you're trying to get a welding degree, or you're trying to you're trying to break into the workforce in one way, shape, or form, yep. right? And you're making sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars. Service well, industry. Yep. Most of those people are going to be first-time homebuyers. They've been renting forever. They've seen their rents go up, you know, 30 percent over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Where Home Partners of America comes in, and I, why I think it's a very powerful program, is it is essentially within Denver Metro, because I'm going to make it specific. It's yeah. in two areas. It's in Denver Metro area, and it's in Colorado Springs. So if you guys are north of that, this does not apply to you, and I apologize. There are some programs that we can utilize, but this one specifically. And if you're slightly south of that, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denver Metro south. to Colorado Springs. Springs, right? So what happens is you have to get approved, and the approval is very, very specific and very easy. You have to make at least $40,000 a year. You can't have any bankruptcies or criminal like felonies, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a 620 credit score. You answer these questions. You work with an agent. And there are houses that they have on their website that qualify for Home Partners of America. You find one, and they give you, once you qualify, they say, okay, you can afford X amount of rent per month, so here's what your budget is. Mm-hmm. Right? You go on. You find a house. could be a three-bed, two-bath, single-family home in Castle Rock, Colorado, for example. Yep. You will know for the next five years the exact dollar amount of what your rent is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you can at least control that cost. That's number one. Number two, you get first right of refusal to purchase that property. Okay. The beauty of this is it's not necessarily at market value, it is at a predetermined price that yeah. they list for the mm-hmm. next five years. So let's say, for example, I can afford $2,600 a month in rent based on whatever my income is and my, my qualification. I find a house that's $2,400 a month, year one, and that rent's locked, right? Yep. It's locked, right? The application fee is 30 bucks mm-hmm. in Denver. It's nothing, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, they take care of utilities. They, carry, they take care of upkeep. You pay 10 bucks a month for them to cover that. Well, hey, You don't have to worry about anything. You can test drive the neighborhood. You can trust, test drive the community, test drive the house. Let's say year one, you want to purchase that house. Mm-hmm. You know the day you move in, what that purchase price is going to yep. be and therefore what your down payment needs to be or what down payment assistance program well, needs to be. And, and hey, and, and let me ask both of you guys this question real fast. 
Hey, Jameson, would you be willing to help a client and sponsor a $30 fee for them to do this application? Uh, all day yes. long. Hey, Oscar, would you? Absolutely. And, and exactly. even, even the long uh, the long haul. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keep communication and make sure you're on track. Yep. yep. All right, so Jameson, as you you know, you were talking about, we touched on what the program is and yep. that there's that there's properties available. One thing that I do want to specify is that, like Oscar's talked about in the past, this is not something where you can go to an agent and say, "I want to pull a listing off of Home Partners of America." Correct. Right? Yeah. So there's there's a there's a there's a big caveat, right? There are when we talk about you know uh, elevated land trust homes that are specific to affordable housing units that you can look up and those are available. They're capped at the value you can increase or the value that you can get if you sell it, so on and so forth. Home Partners of America looks for homes that that match a specific criteria. And the way it works is there's a bunch of different caveats, right? They have to be on two acres or less. They have to be in good condition. They have to have, uh, in Colorado they don't, but every other state have to have air conditioning. They have to have up, updated at you know xyz because right? we got swamp coolers here in so Colorado. what happens is home yeah, partners, dry here i like swamp <laughs> home partners of america essentially scrapes the mls and finds houses that would qualify for their criteria for their program and as a consumer what you would do is you would partner with an agent like any one of us and say hey we like this house we then write a cash offer on behalf of home partners of america so home partners of america then buys that house It's not guaranteed, right? Because it's an offer like any other offer and they tell me what to offer. I don't make that number up. They say, hey, we will offer, I think their their max in Colorado is $650,000, right? Which So they'll take a look at the comps. I provide them the comps to say, hey, I think this is where we need to be competitive. They say, okay, write the cash offer for this. We write that cash offer. If it does then get accepted, we go through the closing process. They then own that home and lease it back to Mm -hmm. the renter with a right of first refusal, if they want to purchase that home at any point, you could be in the home for 30 days and decide you want to buy it. That's fine. It doesn't matter. There's not a waiting period, but it's up to five years. At any point, you can then turn around and actually purchase it as a, as a purchase. Right? I've been on the listing side of that. Yep, as a purchase. I've, I've, I've been on the listing side of that, and they do offer fair market value. They do offer they, fair they, market value. They yep. do a, a fast closing. There is some... A few things to go through on the listing side. There was, there was some yeah, HOA is a little bit of a pain. You've got some inspection well, things. Yeah, and, and they have their own um, uh, caveats and mm-hmm. e- exit strategies just in mm-hmm. case it doesn't work. Right? But the beauty of this is if you go to the website and you partner with one of us, but if right? you give your client cash, you're yes. right. We, but we can go through all the different things that they require that will allow that to happen. Yep. And then the beauty of it is you, it's between 30 and 60 days you move in, mm-hmm. utilities are taken care of, all you're paying for is whatever the rent is, and then you can decide at that point to save up. That's when we put a game plan in place. Okay, we want to buy this place in two years. Awesome. We, we, want, we don't want to use down payment assistance. We want our own down payment. Okay, so this is what you got to put aside based on your budget, yada, yada, yada. But it gives you the option. And the beauty of it is if after the five years – so you want to just walk away. There's no penalty mm-hmm. at all. There's no, there's nothing that's going to hold you into that place whatsoever. But the beauty of it is when we talk about affordable housing, it is a way that has flexible income limits. It can help you regulate your rent. It can help you buy a property and own an asset. Save for a down payment. Mm-hmm. And Oscar touched on it. There's certain programs that will even take some of that rent and put that towards yep. the eventual down payment on the house. Mm-hmm. And closing costs. And closing costs, right? So it's a cool program. So again, it's called Home Partners of America. They, and here's the beauty of it, right? I And I, a lot of people think, well, it's basically I'm just renting. No, they make you work with a realtor. 
whether it's their own or the one that you partner with, because they want to make sure that you as a consumer have that expertise on your side as you go through this entire process. And then you have the ability to purchase a house. And the beauty of it is, and you cannot say this for any property on the goddamn market right now, Oscar, I'm going to give you an address. You tell me what the, to the dollar, what it's going to sell for in five years. You can't, right? Especially not in a state like Colorado. I'm 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 still trying to, (laughs) Price out a few of the stuff. That's what I'm saying, right? (laughs) With Home Partners of America, if you move in day one, Mm -hmm. you know on year five what you would be purchasing for, which means you can work with your lender and go, hey, I am guaranteed I will purchase this house in five years for Mm $572,891. How do I need to get approved for that? And and again, phenomenal. uh, Because, again, we have a very big viewing base. A lot of our um, people viewing maybe realtors. Uh, they're probably squirming in their seats, right, on the listing side. Oh, my God. Home Partners of America, is, is, they're kind of like the quick and loans of it, right? There, I've yeah. had great experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had crappy experiences. But at the end of the day, we got to understand that we're here for the consumer. And mm-hmm. um, it's a great program. I've done um, a handful of transactions on the listing side of yep. it. I've never done the buy side of Home yeah. Partners of America. Yep. And I've had some pretty crappy experiences where they pull out and we're like, really? That was it? And unfortunately, one of them was, was family um, and yeah, that, that wasn't the best, but again, um, there are certain agents that they vet and they are the part of the program too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had one that was super easy and, and, and the, the agent was great and we got actually slightly higher than market value and they closed it and in, I think in 15 days. We talk about it all the time, right? Knowledge is power. So I think Absolutely. the whole purpose of me bringing this up, and if it is an agent that's, that's maybe newer into the game mm-hmm. and is going, man, what, what is that? That might actually work for my clients. Here's the deal. As an agent, you, you get paid your commission. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the buyer's the agent. Side, it doesn't matter. It, I, I I didn't have to give up any commissions because there is programs out there that yes. I won't mention that. Oh, they're for the consumer. No, not really. It's right. a, it's it's an agent based program that you pay into it. You give some of your commissions. I rather if I'm dealing yep. and and without exposing who they are, if I'm dealing with veterans, mm-hmm. they're part of my heart. Right. I, yep. I I have mad respect for their veterans. I I do all of my charity work. Ninety percent of my charity stuff goes to the veterans. I I, I feel like we owe them a huge burden. Um, but I rather give up straightforward money out of what mm-hmm. I want to do, not what some agency does. Yeah. This is not what we're talking about. Nope. This is an agency that has the consumer's best mm-hmm. interests at hand. Mm-hmm. Will it work sometimes? No, everything's flawed. But I think on, from the real estate standpoint of this specific program, it doesn't change us how we get paid or what we do. No, nope. and the reason I bring that up is because if, if you have two agents on both sides of the transaction that understand the process, mm-hmm. It does become that much easier Benefits. because you can hop different different hurdles. And you're going to give me a cash offer and close in 15 days. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, you may bail <laughs> out after day 15 if something's wrong but with the house and you can't get it I've done. I've only wasted or, half a month. Or, or, or their income, yeah. uh, their mm-hmm. income, some yeah. reason changes. Right. I mean, 15 days is nothing. All right, Oscar. So we covered we covered the Home Buyers of America program. There was another one that you wanted to that you have experience with, whether it be good or bad. But there is another program that that you would that you can expand on, right? And that is E, what is it? Well, it's an ECTL. Yeah, it's um, an elevated land trust. Yeah, so I've had some pretty rough experiences with them, but they're they're a good. It's good. It's a good option. Um, I, I'm, I'm, it is an option. Yeah, it is an option. Yes, and I'm an option. I'm very much so an advocate with consumer to a fault, and I want them to have the American dream. Also, no if, such thing. If, if, continue. <laughs> there is if, no fault. Right, yeah. and 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 you know I want them to have the American dream, and I want them to own it. 
Now that program is super good. They have some of the best prices on the market, mm -hmm. but they do control a little bit more of the transaction. Okay, so you know, can you, you go have, into that a little bit? Yeah. More? So uh, if you or if you're buying, and and again, I think parameters have changed because he's doing one now. But the ones that I was uh, when I was working on one. Um, you know, you have the income restrictions, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can only sell for 25% of the market. You, if, if the same unit and house in the, in the neighborhood is selling for half a million dollars, yours may only, you may be only able to sell it for 250. Yeah. I think what they did is they, they put a cap on the amount of appreciation you can get. Yes. And that's across the board. That's yes. with Denver housing. I yes. love Denver housing, by yeah. the way, mm -hmm. Denver housing. I will deal with all day, every day. I love their program. Yes, there's some perimeters, but they give ownership to the yeah. to the consumer. And I think the important part of this LA Land Trust, and I'll give it back to you. But when you talked about income restrictions, yeah. right? LA Land Trust, the income restrictions ninety three thousand dollars for a house. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it went up like crazy. It went up. Right? There's so, there's a lot of of right. perimeters that went up. Yep. Um, the uh, and this is totally off subject, but because uh, the government's trying to fix shit and, and again nothing's perfect uh but no, when it's you, like steering a goddamn aircraft yeah, carrier it's like herding cats right Dude. it's just fucking yeah. gonna be crazy for <laughs> right. a while that's, that, everything you know, costs or, or, everything or or, or, or teaching t-ball that's the same mm -hmm. shit herding cats and, and coaching t-ball same shit i will i will do neither ever in my life oh man i am <laughs> helping right now with my son and it's in yeah. crazy if he needs a batting coach let me know I got oh you. man I got you. you know i don't know <laughs> but anyway um, so Denver, Denver housing does a great job uh, uh, with that. So there's going to be a lot of perimeters. Um, one of the things that I don't like about the ACLT is that they, and, and again, they might've changed. Um, I dealt with a lot of new construction with them in condos. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if it's single family, they do a hundred dollar a month long-term mm -hmm. because they're, it's a land lease. Right. right? So, mm -hmm. and then they, they, they come in and then you, you can't, you know, it never becomes an income property. You can't you can't make mm. money on it. Uh, they want to know who's living in it, and then that's to me that's more, you know, invasive. You know, yeah. the, well, the government yeah. can't tell me who lives in my house. You know, yeah. type deal. So, but but Denver Denver uh, the Denver affordable housing program is is one of the best I think there and their perimeters. But again, ECTL, ECTL may have higher ratios, which is great, right. which yeah. gives you a lot more. It's kind of the in between, per, yeah, right? It's, it's the in between. Yeah. It's in between. Yeah. Yes, there's going to mm -hmm. be that hundred dollar a month regardless, right. and. They might poke into your business a little bit more, but those are just, hey, just allow them. They're not going to be knocking at well, your door every day like, who's in here? I well, think yeah, it's not going to happen. More of a, they don't have the manpower for that, right? It's well, like a stepping stone, yeah, right? Yes. But it's a better stepping yes. stone. It's, mm -hmm. it's better than not renting. As, yes, it's yes. better than renting. It's not as good as like the Denver Affordable Housing Project, mm -hmm. but it's the in-between where if you fit in that niche and this makes the most sense, you have a controlled cost. And like I said, the one that we're doing right now, just, yeah. just to let you guys understand the kind of how it works, is the median value of homes in this neighborhood and comparables, right, is $550,000, okay? And we know 550 right now at 7% interest rate, you're, you're talking $3,800 a month, $4,000 a month, something like that. Yep. So this house that we're doing is being sold and can only be sold for a cap of $356,000. You mean to tell me I'm going to save $150,000, $175,000? They could come see who's living in my house. I don't like people in my house anyway. And not only that. Again, that's <laughs> yes. just, that, I mean, you that's may just not, the mindset you have to have. Yeah, and you may not sit there and be able to ride the wave if interest rates drop and say, okay, I appreciated 20%. Mm -hmm. But if it's 3 or 4% a year, and then you can sell that in four years, and you at least make a little bit of money. Last time I checked, a little bit's more than zero when you're renting. Actually, Absolutely. more than negative when you're oh, renting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. if you fit into, mm -hmm. let's say you don't fit into necessarily the 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 seventy two thousand or $60,000 income limit, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't make enough to afford a $550,000 house. Yep. 
this is something that could potentially work for you short term. You have a roof if you over have your a head. Yes. You're, You're making a little bit of appreciation. ridiculous price. You yep. still get to appreciate some. Correct. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's not your forever home. Exactly. 100%. So, yes, yes it's give and take. You know what? I'm in an area that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't get to appreciate, well, but at the same time, you're also not paying and exactly two thousand dollars more a month to live there. Well, exactly. and I think it also comes down to the thought of like you know, a lot of us want to have our cake and eat it too, right? But at the end of the day, what? <laughs> but at the end of the day, with the way that the market's going, not only in Colorado but across mm. but across the nation, the way that that housing is looking, it's it's just trying to remind yourself that you have options and there are programs out there that are made to assist you and yeah granted like oscar was saying you may have to spend a hundred dollars a month or you may not get to capitalize the most on your equity growth. or you may have to rent for two years while yeah. you save it for but a you're down still payment, gaining but you're still gaining exactly yes. It, it, yes. it benefits you and i think it also it's a path forward yeah exactly but it comes right? down it comes down to the the short oh god this is gonna sound so bad but it comes down to the short-minded ideologies that we have come to to find in these recent years where it's like, oh, you're telling me I'm only going to make 20 grand mm-hmm. with, with this over, over four years? What do you mean only? Like You're going to pay less? Yes. And it's yours, and you're going to make some appreciation. Exactly. Go rent. Mm-hmm. One, yes, you have a roof over your head. You're not going to appreciate anything. Well, And I mean, two, you don't own it. For me, out of the three people sitting here, I'm the one that's still renting, right? And I Idiot. will say, uh, you're right. No, you're you know right. You know what? 100%. Life service consensus. I'm not. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm but, but what I mean by that is point. like, yes. Yes, I would, I would 100% right. like to have my cake and eat it too and make more money and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, for me, at this point in time, I would like to know that I own this. And mm-hmm. if I want to drill holes into this wall. You have to patch them afterwards. Yeah, I don't have to patch them. Well, or, it depends on the listening. I might but, make you patch them. But, but <laughs> at the same time, I don't have to worry about somebody else coming right. in and going, yes. yeah, by the way, I know nothing happened to this carpet, but right. I want to replace right. this carpet. Therefore, I'm taking your security deposit and or you're going to have yeah. to pay more money. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you uncomfortable for the next three or yep. four days. 100%. And, and to touch on mm-hmm. what he's saying, I think, again, what this podcast is about is, is knowledge and information. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate's not just black and white. No. There's, it's 100%. multifaceted. Bro, we live is, in the gray. This is, this, this is <laughs> yep. one option outside of the regular real estate yep. realm. So I think, this is, I think this is a really good time to move into the One Rock Takeaway. Yeah. Um, we, we covered a lot what it is, how it works, um, what qualifies you in certain programs, right? But I think this is, this is a good time to kind of consolidate and move into that one rock takeaway. So I'm going to leave it open to you boys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and kind of recollect ruminate. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> recollect a little, a little bit, bit. On, on it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to leave it open. So whoever wants, to, whoever wants to grab it, balls in the air. Go for it. I'll, I'll grab it. Um, and, and grab I'm, the balls. I'm, I'm grabbing the balls. <laughs> um, so, again, I'm, 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 just gonna, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to move forward with what I just said. Real estate is not one-sided. There's Everything's negotiable, all that other stuff. But then... Don't search, don't sell yourself short. Talk to an agent. Worst thing they can do is put you on a plan to home ownership. I am an advocate of it. Charlie's working on it. We're gonna, you know, he's very, very, very smart man. He'll end up happening. We'll all help. Real estate is there. You can be a homeowner. You may have some stipulations you got to go through, but don't sell yourself short. Get some information. Whether and again, affordable housing is not a bad thing. 
Yeah. Hell, I would have taken it years back because I rented forever too, mm. as an agent too. Mm. I did. I, I was stuck with a lot of uh, bad debt from relationships and whatnot. If I would have known about affordable housing, I would have been a homeowner way sooner. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. Like we talked about earlier, it has nothing to do with who you are or, or what you're doing in life. It's just getting into a home mm-hmm. at a better price. So you're winning. Yep. 100%. Um. Nice. Man. Jameson's going to take it. I got more time to think. Yeah. No, we got <laughs> oh, it's James a lot. That look. It's a lot, think. dude. I don't, I, I guess I just want, I want to make sure that anybody watching understands that there are options, right? And I want to do a quick summary of the options because I think it's important. Number one, you've got something, in, and again, this is Colorado specific, right? Elevated Land Trust Corporation does affordable housing that caps what you can make on the house when you sell it. It caps how much you can actually sell the house for depending on where you're at in the in the land lease agreement. But it allows you to own something that you can appreciate on that you can gain wealth. Number two, we talked about Home Partners of America, which is, yes, it's a rent-to-own program, but I think it is one of the best rent-to-own programs that makes the most sense to me for two different client types, relocation and first-time home buyers. And they get it done. Right? They do get it done. You can test drive community. You can test drive the house. And then you you know, and I think this is the biggest takeaway, like you understand, A, what your control of a rent is, mm-hmm. and you understand what the purchase price is up to five years, and you get to offer on that house, guaranteed, without even going on market, right? That's huge, especially huge. when we talk about low inventory, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, that's, that's crazy. If you find a house you like, hey, I want to live in it for a year, I'm going to work with my lender, my realtor to come up with a plan for a down payment, et cetera. You know that if you love that house, you no competition, no other offers, no appraisal gaps, no anything. You, hell, you could waive the inspection if you wanted to. Get an inspection a year in and then you waive it. You live in Whatever it, it is, you live you in it. To, you know what it is. You don't have to move. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third piece of this is understanding that, and I really need you guys to understand this, inventory is not going to get better. Okay, not, not it's quickly. not. It no. is not, not going to get better within the next mm. year or two, year three, whatever it is. If anything, it's going to get worse because if interest rates normalize, it has been. We talked about this last episode, mm. right? If interest rates drop a percentage and a half, so we're at seven. If they go to five and a half or six percent, you are going to have over five and a half million buyers flood back into the market. Mm-hmm. Okay, flood. Hell, I just read the statistic and on my phone because I'm recording on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, interest rates went from six nine seven. Okay, this is fucking so wild. To, no, 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 to six seven nine. They went up this week, right? I'm talking the two weeks ago yeah, until last okay. week. Six nine seven to six seven nine. That's what 0.2 percent, mm-hmm. if that. Mortgage applications rose by nine percent. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen once they go to six and a half to six? And what's crazy, mm-hmm. if we're talking percentages, we're talking fractions of percentage that it went down. Right. And Full percentages that it went up. So the point is, if you are on the fence, if you are waiting to buy, if you're waiting to see what interest rates are doing, don't. If you're serious about getting into a place for your own, let us know. Mm -hmm. Contact us. We'll walk you through it. I'm not going to, none of us are going to force you to do anything. But we will be very, very blunt in saying that this is what we see. Okay. Mm -hmm. So don't let, headlines don't let financial challenges don't let hey i might have to play the long game we have solutions mm-hmm. we're here for to inform all of that and, well, and 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 i really want to touch on the fact that i'm here to inform because i had an hour conversation this morning 
of all information. Mm -hmm. I had no monetary um, gain on it, mm -hmm. but it fulfilled me for that full Bro, hour. Bro, it's education. That's I, why I, we do well, this podcast. And, and, and they built something off. I thought it was just a casual conversation. They were like, Oscar, thank you. And that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. we're, here, we're here to help. And if I could throw a cliche out there, it's uh, real estate is, uh, it's, it's don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. I mean, it's kind of All right, true. fine. I'll, well, throw my, I'll throw my tagline in. Yeah. Yes, zoom in on me, okay? Kachow. Time in the market <laughs> beats timing the market and 100% of the time. And TM. I, and for me, it's – so thank you guys for giving me time to think on the, on the One Rock takeaway. And I think this That's is That's why I extended mine because I knew I, you were ruminating. I appreciate I saw the, gears, we saw the cogs. Turning. I appreciate you. <laughs> and, and here's where – Honestly, I'm going to bring it back to the human element. For my one rock takeaway, do not think by any means that if you need to go the route of affordable housing, if you need to rely on these programs in order to get into a home, do not think that that lessens your value as a homeowner. Nope. Nope. These programs are here. I think it makes you smart. Exactly. Yeah. These programs are here to enable you to own an asset and to start growing a portfolio that's only going to benefit you in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think... A lot of the time, and again, we started out this conversation talking about affordable housing comes down to you think that it's the slums or projects. No, no. not by many means. No. They purposely put them in nice communities. Yes, exactly. And, and so- Mixed income development. Just- Yes. That's what it's called. In, 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 all, in all the grand scheme of things, affordable housing is not a negative thing. Affordable housing is there to allow people to make that next step in their life that at the end of the day is going to do nothing but make you feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Because like I said earlier, I know for me, if I, if I had a room and I wanted to, you know, I want to close off this, this door frame and I want to make it a, a bookshelf entrance. I can't do that in an apartment, but I can do that in an affordable housing home, a home that I own. Right. And, and that, that for me is, is I think an important one rock takeaway yeah, I agree. is, is if you have to go through these means to buy a house, do it. It's there for that reason, and you have every right to pursue that. And, and, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because I, I'm very much so in my head about I want the consumer to have the American dream 100%. Don't. Yep. No, you know what? Yes, you may have a little bit of restriction, but it's still yours. 100%. It's still 100%. yours. And like rarely that. the like path to success is straight. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, my path to success has been everything. <laughs> Dude, I'm a fucking pinball machine, bro. I'm a freaking zigzag machine. Daily, I am boys. a pinball machine. <laughs> like, how did I get 18,000 points? I don't fucking know. I just hit the paddles a bunch of times. <laughs> yep. That's yep. what I did. But, oh man. Oh, I missed it. Oscar, thanks for being back, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> to be back. It's good, bro. It's been good, man. It's, it's been so good. good. It's so good. good. Um, but I, I think this this is a good time to, to bookend and, and move into our bourbon review. And uh, I'm going to go first. <laughs> i love it jameson was like i got this one i, I like got this it. one i like it short and simple yep. two rocks fucking fantastic all right Oscar, i don't you know what i gave it last time but i'm i think i'm in the same ballpark I, this is good stuff yep i don't have to talk it up i don't have nothing it's i like it yeah so how many rocks i'll give it two rocks two rocks it's solid i'm a because we've been on this small batch kick and because we've run through now this is our fourth small batch Last week, Michter's was phenomenal. Oh, Michter's is great. Right. But again, that was a sour mash. Mm -hmm. So the- Very different. The profile was different. Yes. Like we said it was- They drink flavor. it on billions. I flavor, love that show. Flavor first, heat second. Yep. This one is 7% higher at 50%, and it's heat first, flavor last. But 100%, I agree with you guys- I'm, I'm going to give it a two. Two. Right? I'm going to give it do, a two. Do you, do, you want, do you want the good to last, or do you, or do you want to just- 
usually people are like, you want the good news or you want the bad news? Like, no. oh, give me the bad news first. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was our, that they, was our they, issue they, with Mictors, dude. It yeah. flipped the script on us. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a second, this is different. Yeah, so at the end of the it day, different. hit me with the bad because I want to savor the good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's and that's a, That was good, Oscar. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And 100%. Mictors, price-wise, was the same, 59 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, two's across the board. Yep. Right? And, Mictors and, is also a really good one for the price. I think the thing for me about this about this bourbon is that Again, like like they said in the description is the heat comes up front, but I mean I, I just filled this up I think 10, 10 minutes ago, but I'm still taking every even a sip, sip is different. Well, not only that, but I, I'm tasting almost. it. I know. I st- it sits on my tongue. Yep. It's not a heat. It's not that it's not that peaty, earthy, no, dude, earthy I, bourbon, but I'm getting the sweetness. I'm getting those fruit notes. And it and it just honestly, again, a wonderful bourbon to sit around and have a conversation. I really do want to get at one point, and I gotta, we gotta, I could probably have to do some bourbon hunting, right? But the more, and we're on what? This is episode 28? 29. 29. Jesus. We're almost on 30. 29. We're 10 away. Wait, wait, we're, we're 29. We're 20 away from you busting out the Sinatra? <laughs> Dude, uh, so Hurry up. Oscar, I don't know if you saw this, okay? I don't, did you send the thing to Oscar about the 1%? Yes. Mm-hmm. The did you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. So I we, did, I did. nine you episodes ago, it? we, yep. well, Episode 21 would have put us in the top 1%. Oh, so first off, thank you shoot. to anybody that's watched, listened, yeah, listen. etc. You guys have put us in the top 1% mm. uh, of podcasts in history, which in is history. fucking crazy. Yep. Here's what I want to do. I think this would be super fun. Maybe we do this for like episode 50. We got to do some bourbon hunting or talk to Cody and see if we can get some, some of this. Everybody makes such... <laughs> or ask for, I'm not paying They got cameras in here shit. now. Anyway... <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this off camera, what I was going to say. But I have a guy. I would like to, to do, because I've done taste tests with, and we're, if you guys are watching this, behind Charlie, right? E.H. Taylor, Weller, Special Reserve, Weller 12, Eagle Rare, Blends, because that is kind of like the gold standard. The gold standard of, of bourbon, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And part of me now, as, I'm, as we're on bourbon 29, thinks that it's more like socially driven than actually factually driven right 100 percent. so i would be interested if we take some smoke wagons and do a smoke wagon versus buffalo trace distillery taste off mm. i think i would enjoy this over an eh taylor i know i would enjoy it over an eagle rare because i've yeah. done blind taste yep. tests thousand percent yeah but like 100%. weller because to me right like if i look at this i don't even dare well, to say but this is this is the wall that you see behind us is this wall specifically because when you go to a bar, these are the wow. Well, it's not, the not only are they the wow, but they are fucking impossible to find. Yeah, there's right? some pappy over there, right? You know? mm-hmm. And but I would, I, I'll be honest. We've done three smoke wagons now, Four. uncut, unfiltered, mm-hmm. single batch rye. No, single barrel rye. Single barrel rye. This single batch. What was the fourth one? I know this is the fourth. Smoke no, I think no, we this did is both rye. Yeah. Do we do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we've done four. Yep. So far, and I've had Weller. I've had E.H. Taylor. Yeah, I've had, I've had all that shit. Weller 12 mm-hmm. Special Reserve. The only one in my head that comes close is the Weller 12. Well, let's not even talk about how a bottle of fucking Blanton's is at 300 well, No, but that's what I'm saying. I'll yeah, tell you right saying. now, yeah. if we're, if we're right. doing a Buffalo Trace one, because again, yeah. me personally, I'm an Elijah Craig fan. That that barrel proof is is delicious. Yeah, but you know but what? Th- this is a we lot cheaper and a lot taste and it tastes yep. damn good. You know what I'm saying? But I'll I, I don't even dare to say 
I'll drink this over buns. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. And for, the that. for the price. But and, you and could find this, this eight weeks before better. you find a fucking Blanton's. This, that tastes, not $300. This tastes better than Blanton's. <laughs> yes. And even the, the Blanton's that are on good price at like 79 bucks, mm -hmm. you can find every once in a while. It's still $10 more expensive than yep. this. You can find this mm -hmm. at a liquor store, right? I want to do like a battle royale between Smoke Wagon and, be awesome. and, and Buffalo Trace. That would be awesome. Maybe we do something like this. We have a couple guys here at the club that are, they know their shit, mm -hmm. right? And and a couple of alcoholics that <laughs> have done have done have, a little bit. Know their shit. Actually, hold on. We have a bunch of people in this club that know their shit, and a bunch of bunch of drunk alcoholics that don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go that way. So maybe we get some of, some of the guys that really know their shit and blind them. Yeah. I, I mean that's not us because we're yeah. obviously we're we, we're a little biased on on one the bottle, but the taste is there. I mean, I'm, dude, I I'm telling emotional you. shit aside, it, it's good. Yes. but we get those guys. Pour them some blends. I put it against anything on that one. 100%. 100%. Pour them. I mean, each Taylor's good. The only one that each I would. Each Taylor is probably the only one that I'll be like, eh. But I don't know if you guys can then, see this on the. Good. Do you have the wide lens on or no? Mm -mm. Oh damn it. Which one? So there's there? George Stag. That's good too. That is that is the one that yeah. I would say. You know what? Yeah. Cool. Uh, what, what's that other else? one? Um, High West does Mid Midnight Drum or uh, Midsummer Night Dram. That yeah. one's really good too. There's yep. a few things up there that I'm like, damn, they're good. But, but I just this price is the, point it's and like the rarity. Cult. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100. percent It's this a cult. Is, well, yeah. there's a cult following. Yes, 100. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. percent. I used to buy the big big Weller, 20 bucks. Right, but now you can't get it for. I had it at the house. My wife was making Weller and right. Cokes. Yep. Now. You can't find that, and they're right. selling it for $200, the small and bottle. And I think they've done that on purpose where they've limited right. the production Call so following. that they can charge more. And I think Weller's, this, it's a good I'll bourbon. put this over that. Yeah. Weller's 100%. a good bourbon, but it's a cult following. Yep. Each yep. Taylor, it it really is a good All bourbon. Right. So I, I, I think I episode like it. 50, maybe episode 75, <laughs> so one of the big anniversaries. <laughs> we'll get there. We're we'll doing there. a fucking battle royale. Yeah. yeah. Out of that wall, yep. Eagle Rare, Weller, and Blanton's. I'll take this all day. 100%. I'm not 100%. an Eagle Rare fan. I'm not. I'll be honest. On that I'm note, gentlemen. For 30 bucks, I am. But yeah. not anything over that. You made, you made a hell of a comeback, my man. Thanks, thanks. thanks for Appreciate coming it. back. Hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, wait. Wait. Hey. Oh, you're empty. No, don't forget. You guys can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living in Colorado at the Mile High Perspective. You can reach us at R-E-S-O-T-R at the Mile High Perspective.com or 303-578-0263. Uh, also, Oscar, where can they find you on social? I think you have it. Is it? Oh, it I is. I did this on purpose. Let me know what you guys think. I'm putting this on everything. OscarTheRealtor.com, OscarTheRealtor.co, or just OscarTheRealtor. You'll find me. Charlie? That lifting agent or the lifting agent on Instagram, TikTok. Beautiful. You guys want to find me? The Colorado real estate guy. Super simple. The guy. The guy. Yes. Try the guy. some new bourbons. Test them out. Thank you so much for tuning in yep. with us. We're looking forward to many, many more episodes with you. Yep. Cheers. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.